Feature in a short. Hello, welcome to Feature in a Short. This is Justin Joseph Hall, owner of Four Wind Films. Four Wind Films is dedicating this podcast to the Black Lives Movement. Just to preface, we are dedicated to increasing diversity, uh, and no one has been a bigger inspiration for the kind of content that we want to create than director Spike Lee. He created his own platform to decree Black Lives Matter and has been doing so in his own voice since the 1980s. Black voices have been missing from film throughout history. There have been black directors and stars throughout cinema, including Paul Robeson, who began making films in 1925 with Body and Soul, Josephine Baker, who was the first black woman to star in a film in 1934 with Zuzu. And today we'll be covering our favorite black artists of cinema. Their stories have not been amplified equally in our storytelling industry. Racism suppresses art is part of why we say diversity is important. On screen, in the voting blocks, in the decision-making room, and without Black stories, we do not understand the full picture of our history and of our society. Film is one of the most consumed media available on the planet now, and it is our storytelling of modern day that is most powerful. But Black filmmakers have had less access to careers, decision-making, and even critiquing films. We are interested in hearing the stories that Black artists have to tell, and we believe it is important to listen. We have never met any of the people in the podcast, but they have changed our lives, our conversations, and ways of thinking. In all your decision-making, diversity should lead to improve important nuances in society, at work, in free time, and when you're alone. This includes when you decide what to watch when you sit down for a movie at night. So that's what this podcast is dedicated to. With that intro aside, let me introduce you to our contributor today, Laura Davi, our bookkeeper. Hi. (laughs) This is our second episode from Seclusion. And uh, Laura, let's start off with one of your shorts. An interesting short movie is Hair Love. This short movie won an Oscar this year. It was directed by Matthew Cherry and Bruce Smith. And Everett Downing Jr. It was a team of three. They worked on like Space Jam, um, Black Klansman, WALL-E, Ratatouille, several TV shows, Princess and the Frog. I think it's very important to watch this movie. It's just, it's a short, it's like seven minutes, but with a simple cartoon, you can see a labor of love, pride, identity, self-esteem. All right, here we go. First, we want to moisturize these beautiful thick curls with a leave-in conditioner, which will also help detangle the kinks. The father encourages his daughter to embrace her hair, to love herself, to love her culture, her identity. So it's very simple, but also very deep meaning, I think. Yeah, it's a father loving his child. Um, My second um, short is Child of Resistance, directed by Haile Gerima. This movie was made in 1973 and is about an imprisoned woman who expresses her hope of freedom through abstract fantasies. The music plays an important part in the movie, I think. Yeah, it really drives it. Yeah, and when I was watching the movie, I felt like something you can find in a MoMA PS1 in New York. Mm -hmm. That is like this museum of modern art. So you can feel she's dreaming about like liberation and she can feel the fear for her people 
And she does that through, as I said before, abstract fantasies. She's been imprisoned because of her fight for social justice. Yeah, Haile's very stylized movements, not just with the characters, but also with the camera, as you see the police officer walking back and forth. And then you cut to the camera pacing back and forth while prisoner looks straight at the camera. His visuals are very choreographed, and I think that's what adds to the, the very art house feel of what he puts within the frame. One reason why we feature shorts is because people make shorts early in their career. Haile Garima's most famous film, Sankofa, was made 20 years after Child of Resistance. And so it's really looking at what he was like as a young artist. And then moving on, the first film that I'm going to nominate is actually a really fun film. And and one thing that we want to emphasize is that not all black storytelling is about civil rights, and it shouldn't be. Racism, it affects black people's everyday lives in the United States of America and around the world. But it's important to highlight the stories that aren't necessarily solely about oppression. My first uh, piece is actually a, a, a baseball semi-documentary. It's also an animated film, and it's called Doc Ellis and the LSD No-No, which is a really fun animated doc about a story that uh, a pitcher of Major League Baseball, Doc Ellis recounted his accomplishment of of throwing a no-hitter after he took the drug LSD. And for those who don't know baseball, I don't know, Laura, do you know what a no-hitter is? No. Uh, Well, it's basically when nobody gets a hit for the entire game. And just to give you an idea how often this happens, there have only been 303 baseball games that have been considered no-hitters. And the odds are that if you would watch a thousand games, you might see one no hitter. And this guy did the unbelievable feat when he was on LSD. She told me, you better get up. You got to go pitch. I said, pitch? I pitch tomorrow. Hell, what are you talking about? Because I had got up in the middle of the morning and took some more acid. She grabbed the paper, brought me the sports page and showed me. Boom. I said, oh, wow. What happened to yesterday? <laughs> she said, I don't know, but you better get you better get to that airport. It's a goofy story that's fun for baseball fans and for non-baseball fans. So that's my second short pick. Okay. I'll watch it. And then the next film that I want to bring up is actually a documentary. It's only had two public screenings. It's one that I actually worked on, but we're very proud that we actually found a home for it. It's something that we worked on a downtown community television. And it is a documentary about a black father and his year experience outside of the prison system, going into the parole system. And it's called Halfway Home, A Father's Story. Pictures of my son that I never saw, King, who's 15 months. I'm about to be seeing him for the first time. I don't know how he's going to react towards me. Uh, you know, if, if he's going to cry or laugh, you know, it's, it's just... That's the part that's killing me the most. I helped edit the segment for a Frontline episode uh, called Life on Parole. And Felbert Newcampton's story, he's a father who was released into the parole system, as we said, and he ended up in the cycle of the United States justice system. Uh, He came from a poor family and he grew up to be enveloped into a life of petty crime. You experience life with him as he struggles through the complexities of being on parole and being outside of prison while still feeling confined within the system. And it's a cyclical story that DCTV helped create for the Connecticut children with incarcerated parents. I thank them for reviving the story and helping us finish it even if it was for a small audience. So if you guys can donate, Google them again, that's Connecticut Children with Incarcerated Parents. Ask them if you can see the film and help their cause. What they do is help children get through the experience of 
parents who are incarcerated and trying to stop the cycle for future generations. The last short film is probably the most powerful film under two minutes that I've ever seen. And that is Three Brothers, Radio Rahim, Eric Garner, and George Floyd, a short film by Spike Lee, where he montages three unjust murders of three black men that were killed in the hands of law enforcement. It's no surprise that this short film came out this year, and it's very hard to watch. There is definitely a content warning in watching people die. Um, But it is important to document these things, and there's no better person to do it than Spike Lee. And with that... I want to bring us to our features. The first film that we would like to bring up that's that's being talked a lot about uh, today is Do the Right Thing. The Three Brothers film that Spike Lee made took footage from Do the Right Thing uh, and then real documentary footage documenting murders by the police of black victims. Spike Lee has always been an inspiration to me when I started 4-1 Films. Uh, we wanted to make social justice films just like he has done to make change in the world. Laura, you jump in. What is your reaction to this film since you just saw it for the first time? Well, it was very overwhelming. I think Rocky, yeah. when he died, I felt angry. Yeah, what Spike Lee has created helps us all understand each other. And that's what's important about the freedom of expression. This movie was so controversial. Well, also like the Malcolm X and um, Martin Luther King quotes in the end help understanding, I think. Yeah, it's true. What's your first pick that you chose? Um, if Bill Street could talk. Oh yeah, that's a great one. I love the soundtrack in that, which was nominated for an Oscar. The title of the, this movie was named after a song that is called Bill Street Blues. And this is an adaptation from a book written in the 70s by James Baldwin. Yeah, and so Bill Street is in Memphis. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting that this music was born as an expression of freedom. In this movie, Funny is accused of a rape that he didn't commit. And so he goes to prison. So his his girlfriend is trying to help him get out of prison. But we are in the early 70s in Harlem. And I really love James Laxton, the cinematographer's golden hour, the way he replicated lighting. Malcolm X uh, was actually the first film that I saw by Spike Lee. You've seen it, haven't you? I've seen it a long time ago. And it really changed my entire vision on race. And hearing the words and the embodiment of Denzel Washington um, made me really engaged in who he was. Black, destitute of light, devoid of color, enveloped in darkness, hence utterly dismal or gloomy as the future looked black. Pretty good with them words, ain't you? Soiled with dirt, foul, sullen, hostile, forbidding as a black day, foully or outrageously wicked as black cruelty, indicating disgrace, dishonor, or culpability. And there's others, black male, black ball, black guard. Yeah, well, there's some more, right? Let's look up white. Here. Read. White. Of the color of pure snow, uh, reflecting all the rays of the spectrum, the opposite of black. Uh, free from spot or blemish. Innocent, pure. Huh. 
something without evil intent, harmless, honest, square dealing, and honorable. Wait a minute, but this 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 was written by white folks, though, right? I mean, this white white folks book. This sure ain't no black man's book. So what are we reading this one for? Because the truth is lying there. If you read behind the words, you got to take everything the white man says and use it against him. And at the time, I was also reading Roots, and I didn't know it, but. Alex Haley wrote Roots and the autobiography of Malcolm X, which the film was based on. That probably changed the direction of my life and my career, whether or not I realized it at the time. But Alex Haley's ability to capture what it's like living in another time period and through somebody else's eyes really is engrossing and it carries you along. Spike Lee has an unapologetic voice of reason that makes me think about this film to this day. I don't think he's a perfect filmmaker or even perfect social commentator, but he lends his voice to positive change unapologetically, and you can't ask for more from artists. Talking about informative movies, I want to bring up 13th. There is a documentary that you can find on Netflix. Uh, it was made in 2016. We know the history of folks who've who've done this kind of standing up to these systems, and we know how the system has has murdered them, assassinated them, exiled them, excluded them, um, or found ways to discredit them. It's very interesting because it's a movie that talks about the intersection of race, justice, and mass incarceration in the United States. I think, I mean, for me, it was my first film that I saw of Abu DuVernay's, and it, it brings you through a clear thought process and a clear history of how um, the laws have been used against black Americans throughout 150 years after the ending of slavery. It's only an hour and 40 minutes and to condense a complicated system um, in that time is an incredible feat. And I've never seen such a documentary essay. Um, I think it's a, an amazing school curriculum addition for any school wanting to talk about race in the United States. Yeah, it gives you an understanding of also like why things are still like this today. And the movie explored the history of racial inequality in the United States. For my last film that I, that I chose, you've seen Pursuit of Happiness, right? I saw it. I was thinking about the title of the movie because that is one of the fundamental rights in the Declaration of Independence. Mm. But does it include Afro-Americans and mm. Nat Native Americans? I love movies like Pursuit of Happiness because it's about a father chasing his dream and it's based off a true story uh, of businessman Chris Gardner, although the story has changed a lot for dramatic effect. But the film is based on a black man with Will Smith as the lead character and it makes you consider all these struggles on top of being poor and in poverty. It makes you think about what it is to be a father, what it is to be black in America and it definitely makes my eyes water even just to think of it and um, it truly shows what it can mean to follow your dreams and the sacrifices that you have to make for not just your dreams but also your children yeah he tells his son hey don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something not even me all right. All right. You got a dream. You got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period. 
So those are my three. Uh, you still have one left, don't you? The Butler. Director Lee Daniels. This movie was made in 2013. Forrest Whitaker plays Cecile. Laura's accent's getting her on this one, but it's the... And on everything, not just <laughs> this one. I know that. <laughs> it's, it, it is uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker playing uh, Cecil. Cecil, yeah. Cecil got hired uh, as a butler at the White House over the course of three decades. There are eight presidential uh, administrations. And so it's very interesting to see how uh, under Nixon, uh, Kennedy, Reagan, and other presidents. This is, this is a, actually a true story. Eugene Allen is... The, uh, the person who was the butler. Yeah, the butler at the White House for 34, 35 years. Is from the civil rights uh, movement period to the Vietnam War, then beyond. So, yeah, I want to watch that. Precious is another film by Lee Daniels. We didn't get to obviously mention all of the great black created films that inspired us or that central around black characters. And so, somebody who's inspired me is Charles Burnett with Nothing But a Man, Viola Davis in Fences, Morgan Freeman in Russian Redemption, Jordan Peele in Get Out. Giancarlo Esposito in Breaking Bad and Do the Right Thing. Oprah Winfrey for her amazing performances, absolutely giving it her all in The Color of Purple. Thandie Newton in the much derided Crash, but she's amazing in Westworld. And Melvin Van Peebles, if you want to see another documentary that explains more uh, the history of Black representation in cinema, Classified X is where I would say to start. And Debbie Morgan in Eve's Bayou, a beautiful mystical tale that's set in the bayous of Louisiana. Regina King in Watchmen and uh, If Bill Street Could Talk. Whoopi Goldberg. In Ghost. In, in, in Sister Act. <laughs> oh, Sister Act. Yeah, that might be her best. Jamie Foxx in Ray. You know, there are so many other people that we could name and go on forever. But if you haven't seen any of these movies that we've, we've mentioned today, I've suggest you go out and check them out that's all right now for a feature in a short we want to give credit out to brian trahan who mixes this episode and in the forecast to look forward to check out hermit which is created by sela films and florin films co-production yeah directed by amy sela touring around possibly a film festival near you thank you to kevin mcleod for our theme song for season four the extra music that was not from a film was provided by brian trahan and thank you to our special guest laura davi for contributing to the conversation